I've been sharing with you guys a series uh, of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. One of the things we do that's very particular or unique about this congregation is that when Pentecost comes, which is, was when? Uh, back in June, right? Back in June is the beginning also of our summer. So we, we don't do a Pentecost day, surely, uh, like our calendar does. In our Presbyterian calendar, we have a Presbyterian Pentecost day. In this Presbyterian church, we have a Pentecostal season. That's why the emblems and the symbols are still out, because the Holy Spirit comes and births the church, and, and it is the third person of the Trinity of God, and it is the person that is in relationship with us. We say that Jesus lives in our heart, but who do we hear in our heart? It is the voice of the Holy Spirit reminding us of the things that Jesus said. So the Holy Spirit is the one that, that walks with us, is the one that speaks to us, is the person of God that comes and dwells in us. And one of the things we learned about the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit was that in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come into the believers or will come into the prophet, but it will also depart. It will come into the community where the community would repent and rejoice, but it will also depart. When in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit comes, He comes to stay, whether you like it or not. He comes to dwell in our hearts. He comes to inhabit our life, not only our private Christian life. We, we, it's not private, it's public, by the way, but also to enhance our relationships, to enhance the relationship within me and myself and I so that I can be a good vessel to others and be a blessing to others. So we have been talking about that in the last few weeks. And in the first week, we discovered that we have a God who is the spirit of creation, that God continues to create and make things well in our lives. We also studied last week that God is the spirit that speaks, that talks, that communicates to us. God is there and God is not quiet. God is there and God is not silent. So we began to learn to hear God as Elijah had that experience in the cave, as he was able to listen to the Spirit of God in the whisper of the wind. Today I wish to speak briefly about the spirit of healing, about the spirit of healing and wholeness. You see, uh, uh, we, we Christians are, are, are mesmerized by the marketers of Christianity who announce and, and, and pronounce healings, and that's good. Because I don't see a, a division of the Holy Spirit and God working in people's lives. I remember when, uh, not, I don't remember this at all, but I remember reading the story of when John Marshall got to 16th Street Presbyterian Church in Washington, D.C., the madams of the church in their fox, the movie displays, in their fox coats approached him and asked him if he was going to believe in healing. That ridiculous stuff that was being promoted by the way, by other Presbyterians who were not allowed to do it in the church. So they left the church and began to do it on their own. You know whose name there were? Billy Sunday. He was the only Presbyterian who actually had a Presbyterian title without ever being ordained or going to school. <laughs> Did you know that? And they were creating, they were being used by God to heal. To bring people who didn't see to see, to, to get people who had issues with mobility moving quicker, they were doing that. So today that still happens. God still heals today. But you know, God, does, every time Jesus did it, there was something happening also. Every time Jesus healed somebody, he says, go and sin no more. Sometimes he would say, come and follow me. 
There was one situation in which he actually healed a person, and the person wanted to follow him. But Jesus says, don't follow me. Go tell others what has happened to you, and then come follow me. So there is always a relationship built when healing takes place. Healing is the way that God calls our attention to not only be okay in our physical body, but to also be okay in our hearts, but to also be okay in our souls, but to also be okay in our spirit. So in the first verse that we read in the Old Testament, 147, we hear that the God heals our broken heart, that He provides food, He provides abundance, not only for nature, but for us also. It is this people, the Old Testament people, who are beginning to know God. So today I want to talk about more about the spirit of healing and wholeness to individuals and communities. See, because when God heals an individual, He heals the individual so that the individual can become the voice of God in the community. Did you get this? He does not heal you so that you can continue your own regular life. He brings healing, restoration, wholeness into our lives so that we become God's agent in this community. And here we are in the times of Moses. Moses, the one who rescued, who was rescued on the Nile by Pharaoh's daughters, perhaps, raised in the court of Pharaoh with the riches, privileges, and power. This is the same Moses that I'll be talking to you about. That when he discovered he was Israeli or Hebrew, he committed a murder and was exiled and became an immigrant and a refugee. This is the same Moses that one day in his routinely shepherding duties suddenly found a manifestation of God in a burning tree, and the burning tree was not only burning by itself, but it was speaking to him. That's an OMG moment, if there is one. Empowered by this God who spoke to him through the tree, who called him to go and return to, to, to Egypt, he confronts Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, they begin that fight that we know about, the plagues and the misery. But eventually, this is the same Moses that gets to see the freedom of the multitude to the promised land. This is the same Moses that walked in dry land in the middle of the sea as God made a very clear way for liberation and freedom. And this is where we find the story. Right after the people have gone out of, of the Red Sea, the Egyptians lied waste behind them. And this is where we catch our story. Listen to and for the word of the Lord as I read out of Exodus 15, 22 and 20 through 27. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved into a desert called Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Edwin. Oh, sorry. That doesn't happen here. And then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses, like a good pastor, cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Uh. Moses threw it in the water, and this made the water good to drink. Hmm. It was there at Marah 
that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to Him. And God said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, obeying His commands and keeping all His decrees, then I will make you, I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that heals you. The word of the Lord. You see, in this moment, the Israelites were already out of the promise of Egypt. They were heading towards the promised land, and now they are in the middle of the desert, and they are having difficulties and issues. But one thing is happening here that's very important. You see, God is beginning to be known. Listen to this. God is beginning to be known. Listen to this. God is beginning to be known by these people. God is explaining who God is to this crowd of people. The theological way is God is revealing God's self to this crowd. They don't know who God is. They are following Moses. They can see Moses. They can complain about Moses. They could stone Moses. So as they begin this journey from servanthood, slavery, into freedom and the promised land, they are getting to know who God is. Does that sound familiar? I mean, did that happen back then only? Or is that our life right now? Think about it. That should be our experience. That should be our life. As we're moving from one space in our life to a holier space in our life, God is beginning to show each one of us who God is through each one of our experiences. And in this occasion, God is revealing to the people of Israel as Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord your he that heals you. I am the Lord that protects you. And He will continue, and God will continue to show God's self, to reveal God's self, to disclose, to explain who God is to these individuals. That is why we have the benefit of the Scriptures. That not only tells the stories of how God was explaining God's self to those individuals, but was also through Scriptures, we now can also know God through Scriptures, through the stories. We know God's dealings, God's willings, we know God's Word, we know God's desire, God's motivation for our lives, which is not only to make us okay, which is not only to bring healing in our lives, but it's to bring wholeness. And that's the difference. You see, wholeness or healing is, is basically the, the recuperation of something that's wrong with you right now. Wholeness is not the same as healing. Wholeness is the desire that God has for us so that our entire being, inner being, outer being, social being, will be in harmony with God's will and God's peace and intention, God's shalom, God's overwhelming wellness in our lives, financially, spiritually, relationships, and in every area of our lives. I am the God that heals you. 
I am the God that heals. And he did some healings, amazing healings in the Old Testament. You see, God is the renewer. God is the restorer. God is the redeemer of not only our bodies, but also our soul. So I desire, you know, uh, there were some holy people who I met when I came to this congregation. And we came together four years ago. And some of these holy people were nipping their feet, their toes, at the river, close to death. And instead of complaining, instead of nagging, instead of wanting to escape the inevitable, they heard the words of God who told them, I am going to heal you. And they would tell me the word, I'm going to get healed ultimately. Meaning that through their death here on earth, they were going to become whole in the presence of God. So what are we afraid of? God cares for our broken hearts also. God cares for our bodies, for our broken hearts, for our spirit. God provides for our every need. Therefore, God does not only care for your healing, God cares for your wholesomeness. Do you get that? It's not just about you. It's about you and others. It's not just about your benefit. It's about your benefit to others. It's not about me, myself, or I. So God continues to heal today. God healed the leopard of Naaman. God's spirit brought back to life the widow at Sarepta. God healed the brokenhearted of Moses, Joshua, Ruth, Naomi, Job. God brings wholeness to our bodies, our soul, our whole being. So God's spirit of antiquity continues to create, continues to speak, and continues to every day bring wholeness to each one of us. How does it do that? Well, very simple. He brings wholeness to us. This summer, you see these bags here? Rivers of Hope is an organization that we're trying to put together legally as our 5013C so that we can be, this will be the arms of our community, to our community. We will reach out through education. We will be reaching out through better life skills. In old days, I used to be counseling. No, we will do life coaching. And we want to also affect the community with homelessness and try to make a change in some of those people's lives. We began that process. We have began that process already in River, in Light of Hope, in our church. When we do a summer camp like the one that we did this year, that we didn't even have to advertise ourselves. The community already knows that this congregation is offering something wholesome to their children. So they come year after year, they come. Actually, that is why this family is hanging around here. That is why that family is hanging back out there because of the summer camp and some other ones. Their children found a space where they are respected, where they are treated holy. Right here, you see the children. Oh, they're at the Marietta tea room. We do our kids in the tea room. Goodness sake. This is Miss Annie. Miss Annie in the back, she's, she's weird. Miss Annie likes worms. She gave me these things because the kids were working. So uh, spiders, butterflies are fine, but bees and, and flies. These kids are learning to read. They're calculating, doing math. And they're analyzing by doing art and by having fun. They were doing compost. 
Where is that? Is that hidden? I don't want to smell that. But you see, when the community, when we began to be healed in our lives, when we begin to acquire wholesomeness in our lives, our community, all of us together, begin to be healthier. All of us together begin to project the life of Christ in a more positive way. All of us together begin to affect the community. And that's how we bring healing to our community. I can't say details, but we rescued two children out of possible abuse and one of a life of who knows what. And tomorrow, Monday, some of our teachers are advocating in those schools, and we need more advocates, to go to schools and tell the schools what they need to do with these children who have been tested now, and now we know what they need. That's also why we have that red van out there. You remember the red van? It is also a way in which we are also working with this community and bringing healing and restoration to this community by allowing children from this area go to Richards Christian Academy, the other side of town. But wouldn't it be a great idea? Wouldn't it be an amazing? Can you imagine? Just imagine if from Monday through Thursday downstairs would be an elementary school where children are learning and learning the Word of God also. Can I hear something about that? Oh. That is when God brings healing. He also brings healing to the community. For I, God says, and the Lord that heals you. At this moment, I don't know if I have some of you who would like to come forward for a prayer of healing. We invite you to come forward so that we can lay hands on you. We'll anoint you with oil. And whatever situation in your life is, this is your opportunity to come forward at this moment. Come forward. We'll pray for you. We'll anoint you with oil. And every week we do something relevant. Tony, Tony, thank you for the computers that you brought from your corporation and they were given to students and families who didn't have them. We thank you. Isn't that amazing, you see? Bringing healing and restoration to the community, that's part of it in one way or the other. So if you would like prayer for healing, if you think, know of someone who is sick and is not here, like Peggy, and you would like to come and proxy, Come forward and we'll pray as the musicians come forward to accompany us in this prayer moment. And then we'll continue with our worship service. The ones who are seated, please pray. It is the faith that God plants in our heart. It is the faith that God puts in our heart. It is the love and grace that through God's Spirit is placed in our hearts. Let us then pray for one another as I continue to pray individually for these sisters and brothers. Thank you. Dear God, we thank you for Mary and we pray for her life. We thank you for making her whole according to your will. We pray for my sister Pam, and we pray in hope and trust that you, God, will make her whole spirit, soul, and body. Amen. And Lord, we pray for this dear girl so that you would be her God, guide her, be with her, 
and for her dear mom who loves you. We trust you. I pray Heal, you. wholeness, peace, you pray faith. Me. I speak to her spirit. And watch God Jesus, change behold. things. struggles. I bring hope to her life. You. Bring peace, harmony, and joy you into my life. For Jesus me. Christ. You know my sister better and than I do my God. Change you know what she needs. And we pray for wholeness. We pray for unity in her soul and harmony in her soul. For, for peace. And for your faith. You pray for me. able to expand her heart, but bring healing, bring peace and restoration for Christ. Here is her 
God, we thank you that you listen to us and we thank you that you are going to answer these prayers fully. Not because of us, but because of the merits of Jesus Christ. We pray for those in our community, for schools that are starting, for businesses that are changing. We pray for our, our, our dear brothers and sisters in hospitals and rehabs. We pray for our community responders, oh God. We pray for us. But we thank you above all for Jesus, who is our Lord, who is our Redeemer, who is the one who touches us, heals us, binds us, and comforts us through the Spirit, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.